0: Alright, welcome to the Dark to Light Show. My name is Josh. I hope everybody is doing well today. It is Friday, October 7th, 2022. And, uh, yeah, the, the pains and the sorrows of the stolen 2020 election are still being felt around the world. And especially in this country. You know, you gotta wonder what's really gonna happen next month during the midterm elections, if they even happen at all. I know there's a lot of speculation out there that the midterm elections might not even happen. Because I mean I mean, look at the, the state of the world. We have the economy on the the grip of, of, of collapse, we have World War III, Joe Biden warning warning of Armageddon. You know, it's times like this that I miss Donald Trump. I I, I seriously do. And and don't be fooled by all those people out there, the conspiracy. Oh, Donald Trump's still president. You know, we uh, we have to go through all this. Well, we do have to go through all this, but Donald Trump is definitely uh, not in control of the government or the military, uh, at least in this uh, relative perspective. And Joe Biden is. And that's the unfortunate part, because I've said this before. I said this many months ago. I say this every month, I guess. <laughs> I've said this many years ago. Is that as we get closer to the November elections, we'll start seeing the signs that the globalist the cabal, the deep state are declining in their power. They're losing this war. And, and that's the truth. I, I, I firmly do believe this. And the reason I say that is because we're winning the information war. Right? The big part, of their scam is information warfare is manipulating people's minds through the mainstream media through Hollywood through the press and unfortunately for them we have alternative media we have risen up we are reporting the news we are putting the truth out there we are, we are connecting the pearls and we're telling people what's really happening out there and see people can now see through the veil of deception of deceit. People watch mainstream media and they no longer believe what they're told simply because somebody's telling it to them. And see that's a big part of this this war that we're in right now for our freedom, for our rights, for America, for humanity. Is winning the information war. And that we certainly are. And then there's the other aspect. There's things happening. There's things happening around the world that make us question whether the Western globalists are still in control. You have Russia's forward progression. You have China, which is no longer playing their game. These two have become the, the major targets for the globalists, Russia obviously, And I said a few years ago that when they have their backs against a wall, when the globalists, the elitists have their backs against a wall, they will go to extreme measures to retain and regain power. Now, what do we mean by that? Well, back in November of 2020, I said that these people will scorch the earth with nuclear weapons before they ever give up power. And look at the situation that's happening right now. Isn't that interesting? Isn't it interesting that they will risk going to nuclear war just to hold on to their power? Now, the Russians are obviously angry. It doesn't take a a political intelligence analyst to see this. Vladimir Putin has been very vocal about the West's involvement in Ukraine. Now, Lindsey Graham came out yesterday uh, responding to Elon Musk and saying, you know, Russia and Ukraine have this treaty, and and Russia needs to honor the treaty. Well, part of that treaty was for the Ukraine to support and keep safe Crimea, the and the UNESCO regions. And Lindsey Graham says that Russia violated the treaty by breaking the borders. Unfortunately, that's not the case. In 2014, when the Western coup occurred within Ukraine... Crimea got annexed from Ukraine because of it. Russia went in there. Why? Because, well, you have these neo-Nazi battalions out there in Ukraine. You have a large neo-Nazi following and gathering in Ukraine that has implemented themselves within their military regiments and within their government. And um, they don't like those people in the uh, the eastern region of Ukraine, in the Donbas and the Lunesk and the Crimea regions. And so what they did is they started developing uh, genetically targeted bioweapons at US biolabs and using them against those people. And they started attacking them with weapons and they committed mass genocide. Over 14,000 people died in less than a decade. Now, what's interesting, talking about the bioweapons and the biolabs. I don't know if you guys knew about the biolabs that were in Ukraine that the, the U.S. still denies and the Russia has provided ample evidence for. This came under the Defense Threat Reduction Agency, under the Defense Intelligence Agency. It was commissioned by them and given to a third-party contractor by the name of Black & Veesh. Black & Veesh uh, went and hired a third-party Um, to go out there and do all the administration work called Metabiata. Now Metabiata, which is interesting, um, is owned by uh, Hunter Biden's company. Isn't that odd? I find that pretty odd. Well, anyways, um, DoD whistleblowers have came forth with various different documents. One document in particular, um, this has just made the Gateway Pundit and a few other um, periodicals, is that the DOD had requested from Black and Viche information pertaining to COVID 19 research at these biolabs. Are you ready for this? In October, or sorry, in August of 2019. Now, why is that interesting or kind of a red flag? Well, because COVID 19 didn't occur till December of 2019. And it wasn't named until December of 2019, which means that they knew about it before, they had named it well before, and the U.S. was involved in the production of it within these bio labs in Ukraine, parts of the gain-of-function research, as well as in Wuhan, China. And so when we start looking at the genetically targeted bio warfare that was occurring in Ukraine that Russia went to annex these regions because they were sick and tired of these people being hurt and killed we gotta wonder who was really behind the genetically targeted bioweapons you know if we look at it they're u.s. owned labs. so it was the u.s. it was the west And what happened is Russia goes in there. They take over a few nuke plants. They destroy these these bio labs. They take back these regions. They have a referendum vote within those regions. Those people decide to, to join Russia and Ukraine won't let them go. And the United States continues to fund this war, sending billions upon billions of U.S. taxpayer dollars to Ukraine, sending weapons, munitions, sending mercenaries. Not only that is you have... United States command and control, really in charge of Ukraine's military right now. They're calling all the shots remotely. And Vladimir Putin has called them out for this and said, stop it. If you remember, the Russian flagship got sank in the Black Sea, known as the Moskva. What happened with that? Well, a P-8 Poseidon, which is a U.S. naval anti-submarine warfare aircraft, just happened to be flying over the Mosca during that time. Why? Because the Mosca, or sorry, the Poseidon, was relaying targeting information directly back to Ukraine for them to launch the missiles. It means that the United States helped sink that ship. Well, what about the Nord Stream 1 and 2 pipeline? We have irrefutable evidence that we've been showing on our podcast. That the United States did this a P-8 Poseidon again with scrambled code which means that you have an identification friend and foe on board these uh, aircraft that basically ping who they are and that was completely scrambled it flew from the United States directly to Ukraine in that area refueled and then did loops over the Nord Stream pipeline and then flew back to the United States At the exact same time the Nord Stream Pipeline was sabotaged. And Russia has warned the United States, stop it. Stop it. Now we have the president of Poland, Duda, coming out there saying that he wants to host U.S. nuclear weapons in Poland. Well, that's just crazy. If you remember in 2015, Hillary Clinton was making that same claim. We're going to put a a missile defense shield up in Poland, Turkey, Ukraine. And Putin said, that'll be war. And she says, I don't care. Luckily, Donald Trump got in. Russia's ready for war. And you might read the headlines and see the the white flags being raised by the Russian soldiers or, you know, Russia's on the retreat or, you know, they're not doing very well. Because it's called appear weak when really strong. It's the art of war. Russia knows exactly what they are doing. NATO needs to get involved in this war. There needs to be some type of international incident where a NATO nation is attacked or... Um, something happens to a NATO nation. And that's coming. We thought the Nord Stream pipeline would have been it. We thought the shelling of the, uh, the nuclear power plant would have been it. We'll be back with more Dark Light show right after this. We're going to take a quick break. And we'll be back with more news today. We'll be right back. Dark to Light with Josh Reed on the WYSL stations. All right. Welcome back to the Dark to Light show. And uh, we're talking about, well, what's happening in the world, man. That That's the truth of the matter. And it's some scary stuff. I mean, Biden yesterday was at this uh, Democratic senatorial campaign committee reception. And he said... The risk of nuclear Armageddon is at its highest level since nineteen sixty two Cuban Missile Crisis. And he blames it on Vladimir Putin, a guy I know well. He's not joking when he talks about the use of tactical nuclear weapons, biological chemical weapons. Yeah, but Joe, I, I don't think you understand the situation here, and I understand you're probably getting intelligence briefings that you don't understand because you have dementia. But 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 understand this Vladimir Putin is on the defensive. The people in the Lunask and the Donbass region have voted to secede from Ukraine and join Russia. That's it. It's over. Ukraine needs to just say, okay, goodbye. Have a good day. Enjoy Russia. It, it, and this whole conflict's over. That's it. But instead, the United States progresses. The United States keeps on funding with weapons and money. Now, now one interesting thing that came out yesterday, and I don't know if you guys saw this, The head of the opposition party in Ukraine has traced the U.S. aid money coming into Ukraine. And guess where it's going? Because it's not going to the ground. It's not going to the people. It's going to the Ukrainian-supported oligarchs, the oil tycoons, companies like Burisma. Oh, well, does that ring a bell? Yeah, Joe Biden, Hunter Biden, Devin Archer. They're taking U.S. money, and they're funneling, laundering it, Directly to the oligarchs in Ukraine and Europe. Huh. Oh my goodness. Isn't that what we, 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 uh, we blamed them for before? Is money laundering U.S. aid in Ukraine. And giving it out to rich, wealthy people. Oh man. But Joe Biden. I mean, you got to understand this. There's, uh, there's something in the military called OPLAN. And and there's nothing more much to say about that. But OPLAN are um, kind of classified documents that come out in the sense of strategic planning. Um, Vladimir Putin in a speech a few weeks ago, uh, I think it was September. It was the one that got canceled and he put out the recorded version of it. He said that he had U.S. military documents that talked about preemptive strikes on Russian missile sites. This is an OPLAN document. Now, firstly, the fact that Vladimir Putin has this means that he has some very, very um, large connections in the intelligence community and spies (laughs) within the U.S. government. Okay, that's one thing. But the fact that the United States of America would look at doing that You got to remember, when I say the United States of America, I'm not talking about the people. I'm not talking about the Constitutional Republic. I'm talking about the deep state, the cabal, that is utilizing the U.S. military for their own reign. But the U.S. came out and had this old plan document talking about how they were going to strike Russian nuclear missile sites preemptively. Now, I don't know about you, but if I was a leader of a, a nuclear superpower and I intercepted documents like that from the West, and they are in a proxy war with me in Ukraine, Um, I would probably say the same thing. I would probably launch my largest stealth nuclear sub with 16 20-foot nuclear missiles on it and make it disappear. Because that's exactly what Vladimir Putin did. I would probably go to my alliance and my... My, um, my friends and I would say, hey, look, this, this is what's going on. This is what we have. And they would probably support me, like China. See, everything is not what it seems. The world is not what it seems. I'm not saying Russia and China are good guys here. What I'm trying to say is that they're fighting for their survival, for their sovereignty, for their people, for their country, and that you have a tyrannical, totalitarian, communist-infested Western society that is trying to take over the world, and the only thing standing in their way is Russia and China. And they will do everything in their power to remove them out of the way. Will this go to war? I, I honestly think that this is going to get kinetic. <clears throat> I, I do think that this is going to move to a point of war unless unless, Zelensky in Ukraine and Putin in Russia call for some type of negotiation and de-escalation. And they call in one man to do that. And that'd be Donald Trump. I, I'm telling you, I, I think it's a, a possibility. But I don't know because this is getting very, very crazy. We knew that this was going to get very serious. I, I've always said that when the deep state, the cabal, have their backs against the wall, they will threaten nuclear warfare, and that's what we're seeing right now. On top of that, we have this other aspect that many people don't talk about. is When you, when you go back to the boards that I talked about, the 17 boards, Um, the mysterious figure would always say that when things are about to drop about them in the sense of information um, declassification whatever it might be what always happens and these are false flag events these are um, school shootings these are stabbings these are you know just chaos and turmoil within our cities how about this vegas shock mass stabbing on the strip for showgirls among eight victims two dead lots of blood panic in New York City Union Square subway after pepper spray causes passengers to cough bomb at cops' shut down station developing. This is happening everywhere. Is it possible that something's about to drop on them? That something really bad is about to happen for the Democrats, the Liberal Democrats? Is Donald Trump about to release the Crossfire Hurricane binder information? The Hillary Clinton email information? I think it's a good possibility because right now it's a game of chess and we're not in a stalemate by any means. You just had this Los Angeles, George Soros supported DA, Gassion, right, convict or charge the CEO of Connect, Eugene Yu, with selling personal private information to the Chinese Communist Party Party of poll workers from the 2020 election. Now, why would China want that? China works through blackmail and coercion, that's why. Which means that most likely the two to five million people whose information China had were compromised at some degree or level in the sense of the polling stations. That's a big story. The Department of Justice, the FBI is coming out saying they have enough evidence right now to charge Hunter Biden with tax crimes. And then an attorney general comes out today and says, well, we're going to we're going to review this and delay this. Because it's the president's son. But if that was Don Jr., oh, my goodness, he would have been taken down. And so we're seeing mass chaos unfold in this world. But we're seeing the tipping point. We're seeing the precipice. We're seeing things change. How about this one? New York City Mayor Eric Adams has declared a state of emergency over the illegal immigration crisis. Just last week, he came out and was was yelling at the Biden administration about the open border. Why? Because DeSantis and Abbott are busing truckfuls of illegal immigrants to New York City. He, Adams came out just a few about about a month and a half ago and said, "Hey, we can't handle these illegal immigrants they're they're overloading our schools and our economic system and our businesses and our our homeless shelters and in state facilities. We, we can't do this." And I think that was the moment that uh, Eric Adams realized that, uh, if he can't do it in New York City, then Texas can't do it. Florida can't do it. Arizona can't do it. Hence why they're calling for illegal immigration reform and the closing up of the borders. And I think he's starting to get on the the boat on this one. All right. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be back with more Dr. Lightshow right after this one. Black, stretch to the point of no turning back. Flight of fancy on the wooden square, feel standing alone as my senses. Real Dark to Light with Josh Reed on the WYSL stations. And I say that to the governor. I say that to the mayor, I say that to anyone, and anyone here that believe you are so marginal that you are want to be a porker, then you do it on your own. Give me, show me the money. Ah, Well, maybe my, my opinion has changed on him, I don't know. <laughs> But the fact that we have liberal mayors and governors coming up, stepping up, and, and speaking out about what's happening at the border because they're being overwhelmed. This was the exact purpose that Abbott and DeSantis wanted to do by busloading these people to these cities. Yeah, are they being used as political ponds? Well, no. I mean, these are established sanctuary cities. This is what they are meant to be. And so we're sim- simply just distributing these people that are coming over the border that we can't send back to these sanctuary cities. And the uh, sanctuary cities apparently cannot handle them. And they're getting mad that, that uh, DeSantis and Abbott are sending them there. So huh, we'll see how that unfolds. But the Just Department, Justice Department is said to believe that Donald Trump has more documents Top Justice Department official told former President Donald Trump's lawyers in recent weeks that the department believed he had not returned all the documents he took when he left the White House. Well, I think they're right. I think Donald Trump has more documents and has copies of all the documents they took. And I think he's about to release them. I think he's about to do a massive dump. Now, what's interesting is Cash Patel in August of 2022 was on, um, I think it was Steve Bannon's show or something. And he talked about how Donald Trump declassified a whole series of Crossfire Hurricane <clears throat> documents and Hillary Clinton email documents in October of 2020. And then again on December 20th, 2020. Now, this is interesting because if you go to the boards that we always talk about, the Q boards, right? Um, on October 6th, 2020, one of the posts is, the tweet, specifically from Donald Trump, where he says, I de- I'm declassifying right now, publicly, all these documents. Okay? So so the documents that they're talking about that the FBI and the DOJ um, came in and, and grabbed, Donald Trump publicly declassified these. He came out with a tweet on Twitter, signed an order, declassifying those documents. So the fact that they're saying classified or anything like that is just is just. Crazy, and this is why they haven't charged Donald Trump. This is why they're not going after Donald Trump. It's all one big political spectacle. But here's the interesting thing: is that on the boards, it was posted on October six, two thousand twenty. Well, yesterday, October six, two thousand twenty-two, Donald Trump re-truthed that exact Cash Patel video where Cash Patel was talking about in October six, two thousand twenty. Donald Trump declassify these i don't know that's a signal or a signifier but to me it is it's a sign that donald trump has already declassified these documents which means that they can be released publicly and i think donald trump is getting ready to release these publicly i think it's coming i think it's going to happen very very soon within the next few days few weeks maybe maybe october 8th that sounds like a good day or october 14th that sounds like a good day too Karen Kingston, a friend of mine, biotech analyst, uh, with a photographic memory, by the way. So she's worked in biotech. She's uh, an absolute genius. Um, she looks at these patents and, and just has a photographic memory where she can remember everything on these patents. But she has unveiled patents and documents describing the COVID vaccine 5G linkage, biosynthetic AI nanotech, soft actuators, and neural weapons implanted within needles. This is this is no joke, guys. Few people have conducted as much research in the mRNA injections and dare to call them vaccines as Karen Kingston, a biotech analyst who previously conducted contract work for Pfizer, Johnson & Johnson, Thermo Fisher and other corporations in a bombshell interview. Uh, with natural news is uh, Mike Adams. Karen lays out the argument for mRNA COVID vaccine injections actually being exotic technology implantations that can be used to achieve global enslavement and even genocide. We're talking about magnetic hydrogels, tissue engineering, and remote control. Far from being a conspiracy theory, remote control of magnetic hydrogels and tissue engineering is well documented in scientific literature. Um, ACS Nano has one exact um, publication of this magnetic nanocomposite hydrogels for tissue engineering design concept and remote actuation strategy to control cell fate magnetic nanocomposite hydrogels. Hmm. Interesting. Who developed the hydrogels? Oh, that was DARPA. That's right. From the abstract from this, most tissues of the human body are characterized by highly antiotropic physical properties and biological organization. Hydrogels have been proposed as scaffolding materials to construct artificial tissues due to their water-rich composition, biocompatibility, and tunable properties. The intrinsic properties of magnetic nanoparticles enable their use in magnetical mechanic remote actuators to control the behavior of cells encapsulated within the hydrogels under the application of external magnetic fields. Soft active, actuators form artificial muscle, muscles with self-healing healing and multimodal locomotive properties. And so this goes on, this article here, and it goes on to talk about all this. Now, what does this mean? It means that there's certain nanotechnology out there developed by DARPA. Now, now I, I, you know, I'm a conspiracy theorist, and I'm just going to put all this together for you. A guy by the name of Dr. Charles Lieber. Lieber at harvard university had a darpa contract to develop nano machines biological nanomachines now he developed what's known as nanomesh arrays and nano mesh actuators, these types of things. And basically what they are are small little machines that go into your body, they latch onto the cells, they use the heat from the cells to basically power other nano machines. and they can be injected in things like vaccines or, or flu shots or whatever. Now he was arrested when Donald Trump was in presidency. And he was arrested for violation of, uh, of, of the tax law because he, he had taken $50,000 a month from the Wuhan Institute of Virology and the Wuhan Institute of Technology in China. And he was going to China every few months. Why? Because he was sharing his information and research, which was under contract through DARPA with China. Now, do you know where the majority of the chemicals that go into the mRNA vaccine come from? The Moderna and Pfizer vaccines are actually manufactured in China. Wow, go figure. And it's interesting, too, because didn't we just have this massive push through all these political spectrums where they spent millions upon millions of dollars going out there getting influencers, pastors, doctors, whatever, community leaders that push this vaccine. They're still pushing it today. And then you have the rollout of 5G, which, by the way, if you don't remember, Donald Trump stopped the rollout of 5G in the United States of America briefly by stopping a Chinese company from rolling out their 5G antennas. I wonder why. Now, Fauci has came out and said that uh, you need to get boosted before the holidays. There is no doubt it is safe. You know, that's despite the VAERS data showing experimental jab is the most dangerous vaccine in history. If you just look at the VAERS database from vaccine adverse reactions and you look at the amount of deaths that have came from the COVID vaccine of people who've gotten two or three or more shots... 31,000 deaths have been attributed to the vaccine within just the various system. That's just what's being reported. I don't know about you, but that is, um, that's scary. And and what else do we have? We have mainstream science is beginning to question the manufacturer's claims about the mRNA vaccines. You're having multiple scientists throughout the world. You're having um, scientific journals retracting articles. The Lancet has retracted multiple articles pertaining to the COVID-19 virus and vaccine. Other, other publications have done the same thing. You're having mainstream doctors come out there, um, one specifically in Germany, He came out there and uh, he says that after he got the COVID-19 vaccine, it exasperated his cancer. You have one out there who was, um, I'm forgetting their names, I have in my notes, but you have a doctor out there who did multiple videos for mainstream media talking about how people need to go out there and they need to get vaccinated and they need to get vaccinated and now he's coming out there saying don't get vaccinated don't do it we don't know enough about this we're seeing massive adverse reactions how many people have you seen out there in the sports community athletes hollywood that are just suddenly dying of heart attacks You have this uh, 33-year-old tight end. I believe he plays for uh, the Phoenix Cardinals. Suffered a heart attack. Guess what? Vaccinated. When we start talking about the globalists, the cabal, and their agenda, what is their agenda? Depopulation. They want to reduce the global population by 85%. These are the same people that were pushing the vaccine, the same people that own the companies that manufacture the vaccine, the same people that own the companies that developed the vaccine or developed the virus itself. And we want to sit here and be like, oh, well, you know, they got our best interests in mind when it comes to a vaccine, though. They want to protect us and keep us safe. Gert Vandenbois, who is probably one of the world's subject matter experts on immunology and virology, He's worked for the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation's Gavi Institute. He's worked for the German government as the head of vaccinology. He worked for the head of vaccinology at Merck. And he did an interview a few years ago on Dell Big Tree's show. And he came out and said, don't get this vaccine we don't know enough about it but one thing that we do know about it's a leaky vaccine and most vaccines when they get injected into your arm they stay within the fatty tissue and that's where they develop the antibodies but this one breaks the blood-brain barrier okay and it changes your DNA to develop the spike protein because what happens is is the spike protein is developed to produce the antigens the antibodies but these spike proteins then start being developed within your organal systems within your blood Heart, your liver, your kidneys, your brain, and it begins to kill people. And we're seeing this all over the place. Now. All right, we're gonna take a quick break. and be back with more Dark Void Show videos. Dark to Light with Josh Reed on the WYSL stations. Alright, we are back. And I know I'm, I'm the bearer of doom. and That's what I'm talking about here. But you know what? These are serious topics that need to be discussed. They need to be discussed on the mainstream. They need to be discussed on the radio and on podcasts. People need to be talking about these things. Because the more informed that people are out there, the better the decisions they will make. And listen, I've, 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 I've lost people to the virus. I've lost people to the vaccine. We have a really big community. I've lost family to the vaccine. And there's no doubt in my mind what it's from. But these people are hell-bent on depopulation, on controlling the global community. On enslaving humanity by putting them into a techno fascist totalitarian state, oligarchical controlled. And that's what they're working towards. Now, I think that they have their backs against the wall. I think that the, they're losing the information war because of what we're doing right here, right now. But what does that mean? That means that they're going to attack humanity harder, they're going to come out of the dark into the light. And they're going to play their final cards. That's where we're at right now. We are at this precipice moment. We are at this turning point. Where enough people are waking up. They're going, something is not right. And yeah, we have the midterm elections. The outcome of the midterm elections are either going to be this. They're not going to happen. They're going to steal them. Or they're just going to steal the Senate. It's going to be one of those three. the reason I say that is because if they get to retain the Senate, at least they uh, can keep some power. But you have to look at the abysmal economy that's happening right now, the rising gas prices, the hyperinflation that's occurring. You, You have to look at the horrible decisions that the Joe Biden administration did on ending energy independence on the open border policies. Kamala Harris has done nothing, absolutely nothing. In the last 24 months. And we're expected to believe that they're going to go out there and win. They're going to win these elections. They're going to win the Senate and the the House. Get out of here. I think if you're like me, you're you're sick and tired of being sick and tired. You're, You're looking at the world today and you're just like, why does it have to be this way? Well, for the most part, as humanity had become complacent. We got uh, addicted to handheld electronic devices. We got mesmerized by the, the glitz and the glamour and the illusion of Hollywood. We got entrained by wondering what our friends or people that we never knew are doing on social media. We neglected the foundation of which this country was founded upon freedom we allowed people that we never met that we'd probably not trust in a hundred years to preserve and protect our rights, our freedoms, and our liberties and they betrayed us see we have this uh, this soft spot inside of us as human beings where we trust people simply because of their word or their power, or their authority. And I think in the future that needs to change. What is happening right now in the world is a transition. A new world is being born out of this. And the question is, is who gets to mold it? Is it the people of the world that get the, the, choose the, the choose and decide what the world will become? Or is it a small group of elitists and globalists who care not for you, for me, for human life, that will get to decide the fate of humanity? I don't know how long this is going to take. I don't know how long this is going to extend out for. Many of us have a thin red line drawn with November 8th, which is about a month away. But we also have these globalists who control geopolitics, the global economy. And all they have to do is one false flag event in Ukraine and blame it on Russia. And then there's an all-out nuclear war all of your rights and your freedoms become suspended immediately because our government would move towards something known as continuity of government cog that happens in the advent of a nuclear war or threat of nuclear war and see under that the president has reserved certain powers under the war powers act and under something known as presidential emergency action documents of which one of those documents is known as directive 51 of which in the continuity of government organization the president of the united states if there is a international or national threat to the sovereignty of this country and to the to the conservation of government he can arrest and detain american citizens suspend habeas corpus and confine them indefinitely And so with everything getting heated up, with all the, uh, all the things happening in the world right now, the rising up, the precipice that we're at, that's the liberals' move. That's the Democrats' move. That's the next state. But they have to have this international incident which allows for the continuity of government to come into play. And that would be a nuclear incident. And we're seeing this rhetoric being played out on the global stage. Now, I don't know if we're gonna go to war. I kind of feel it's inevitable. Being someone who spent 10 years in the military, understanding how geopolitics evolves, I think it's inevitable. I think it's going to happen. I don't want it to happen. I don't want to be a part of a world and a society that accepts that or allows that to happen. To where humanity is utilized as pawns and puppets for a simple game of chess. But we'll see how this unfolds. We'll see how the next few days, weeks, and months progress and where this moves to. Hopefully, there's good people in high places that have a plan. Hopefully, there's people out there that are paying attention. And know how to stop these events from unfolding. It's a dark time in America right now. It's a dark time in the world right now. But that's why we talk about dark delight. That's why we have this great metaphor. Because we understand that Everything, every new birth, every death starts in the darkness. And as it evolves, it evolves into the light to where it can blossom and grow and replenish the earth. That's where we're at right now. Dark to light. All right, we'll see you next week with uh, more episodes of the Dark Light Show. You guys have a great weekend. Take care.